Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we're going to be continuing our all 32 NFL team previews for the upcoming 2023 fantasy football season. Today, we're continuing our stop in the AFC East with the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins were one of the most interesting teams in the league last year. They were kind of a surprise success under first-year coach Mike McDaniel. Their offense put up a lot of points when Tua Tagovailoa was healthy. So we're going to evaluate what their offense did in 2022 and what you can expect from the Dolphins players in the 2023 season for fantasy football purposes. So we're here to talk about um, redraft, dynasty, and best ball leagues here today. Um, and we're going to pretty much be evaluating where the Dolphins rank and project heading into next season for all three types of leagues. Now, before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. It really helps me out a lot. If you subscribe, you will notify when new episodes drop. If you're listening to the podcast on audio form, please rate and review. Again, it really helps me out a lot. I really appreciate the support. We're going to be talking a little bit about best ball drafts here on this episode. If you want to try out best ball, I recommend doing so on Underdog. You can use my promo code M. Conley88 to get your first deposit matched up to $100. Link is in the description on YouTube. It is also pinned to my Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with the Dolphins preview. But first, let's get a quick word from our friends at Spotify. All right, so last season, the Dolphins offense ranked 6th in the NFL in yards per game and 11th in the league in points per game. The team averaged 16 points per game in games that Tua Tagovailoa did not start and finish, as opposed to 24.5 when he did start and finish. And for the record on the whole season, they averaged 23.4. So basically, this offense was about 50% more successful in games that Tua was able to start and finish. Now, in terms of their play calling, the Dolphins ranked 25th in rush rate last season, which means that you could always inverse that, and so they ranked 8th in the league in pass rate, meaning that Mike McDaniel, even though he was coming from his background under Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco that was a very run-heavy scheme, they definitely skewed a little more pass-heavy with this Dolphins offense last season, and it's kind of not shocking when you look at the personnel they have. They don't really have one dominating running back. They do have two elite, elite wide receivers that you can get the ball to in all areas of the field, and they didn't really have an elite blocking tight end last year either, so I definitely don't think it's shocking that they definitely skewed a little bit past last season, and it would not shock me if they continue to be one of the league's more pass-happy teams heading into 2023. So let's go ahead and talk about that quarterback position of the pass-happy Dolphins. So Tua Tagovailoa finished last season as quarterback 15 overall and quarterback 9 in fantasy points per game and he missed four games and left one early as well so basically he missed four and a half games and was still quarterback 15 and he left one game early and was still quarterback nine and fancy points per game if you take that game out he would have risen to quarterback seven so very successful season for Tua um, from an overall and a per game standpoint even with the missing games now Tua also had some peaks and valleys um, he had four weekly top four finishes at the quarterback position, and those four were the only four weeks that he had where he was in the top 10 at the position. So basically, if Tua had a good week, he had a great week. He was only outside the top 20 in quarterbacks in two of 12 games that he finished, which is not ideal. Ideally, we'd like that number to be zero, but he didn't really give a whole lot of dud performances in games that he was able to finish healthy. Now, Tua also ranked first in the league in yards per pass attempt last season, so he was very efficient and very productive with the amount of throws that he was able to get. Um, however, the big concern on Tua continues to be his health and last season, you know, he kind of missed four and a half games, so it's kind of warranted. And last year um, was actually the most games he's played in the season. Tua has never played more than 13 games in any of his three NFL seasons. So 
I never want to try to predict injuries. I think that's a fool's errand. But it's generally, Tua doesn't stay healthy for an entire season. However, apparently in the offseason, he has been learning techniques and, you know, going to Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes and, you know, bulking up and gaining weight. And, and they say that he's going to have his, his health problems fixed. They say that he's going to be healthy this season. And I think if you're buying that, I think Tua is a very good fantasy option. The bottom line is, like, if Tua were guaranteed to play all 17 games this season, I'd have him as quarterback eight with top five quarterback upside. I don't think he has quarterback one overall upside because he doesn't run the ball a whole lot and this offense isn't going to be like the Bills or the Chiefs. Like they can be one rung below that, but they're not going to be one of those two elite offenses. And two is not going to be getting you rushing yards or touchdowns like a Josh Allen or like a Jalen Hurts. So I don't think he has quarterback one overall upside, but I do think he has quarterback five upside if he's able to play all 17 games. So for that reason, Tua is my quarterback 11 heading into 2023. I just think that I think that he's due to miss a game at some point. I think that's got to be baked into where you're drafting him at, um, especially in best ball leagues. I think if you're drafting Tua, um, I love him as a stacking partner for Hill or Waddle, but I definitely want to make sure I snatch up another solid quarterback for my lineup because there's a very real possibility that you're not going to get all 17 games from Tua. All right, that does it for the quarterback position. Let's go ahead and talk about some running backs. And and there's a lot to break down at the running position for the Dolphins. Last year, they were able to finish with two top 30 fantasy running backs, which is kind of staggering considering that they were 26th in the league in rush rate. Like, that's kind of impressive. Now, there were five weeks where Miami had two top 25 running backs on the week in the same week, and there were five weeks where they only had one top 25 running back. So 10 weeks out of the 17 games last season, Miami had a top 25 running back. And five of those 10, they had two. It's kind of impressive. Now, Dolphins backs also totaled five weekly top 10 finishes with two of them coming in week 10. Yes, there was one week where both Dolphins running backs finished in the top 10 for that week. Now, the reason why the Dolphins were able to be so productive at the running back position last year while not having a high rush rate is because A, they stayed healthy. And B, the Dolphins targeted the running backs 113 times, which is the 12th most in the league. Also, the success of this passing offense, you could argue, opened up lanes in the run game. And in terms of a yards per carry basis, this was a very efficient rushing attack last season on not a whole lot of attempts. So heading into next year, the Dolphins' offense seems to be a pretty lucrative one for running backs in fantasy football. But the question is, which one do you go with? Well, Raheem Mostert last year finished as running back 25 overall and running back 29 in fantasy points per game. And he did so on a 56% snap share and opportunity share. He averaged five yards per carry. That's pretty impressive. Jeff Wilson was his running back room mate last season. Uh, and he finished his running back 29 overall and running back 32 in fantasy points per game in 2022. And he did so on a 53% snap share and a 55% opportunity share. He also averaged five yards per carry. Now, if you were sitting there doing the math, which I know I would have been, yes, Mostert and Wilson's numbers in snap share and opportunity share added up to over 100%. Each missed one game last season, so those numbers are averages of the 16 games that they were active. So with one of them missing a game, that equates to, you know, um, 
them being able to go over 100% total. But they were really the only two guys that were significant contributors in this backfield last season. Now, both Dolphins running backs last year weighted in the top 30 in weighted opportunities. Mostert had a slight edge in that category because he was able to get more targets in the passing game. But it's not that simple this year. The Dolphins drafted Devin A-Chain out of Texas A&M in the 2023 NFL Draft. So what we know about Devin A-Chain, and he's a guy that I followed a lot in college football last year because I played him a lot in DFS at Texas A&M because he is one of the fastest players in the league. He was one of the fastest players in college football at Texas A&M. He was a threat to take it to the house every time he had the ball in his hands. That includes on kick and punt returns. That includes on gadget plays like jet sweeps and screens and the like. It also includes on just your regular old outside zone stretch plays. He has the ability to take those 75 yards to the house. And what we also know about Devin A. Chain, with that speed comes a lack of size. Dude's not very big. He's not very strong. He's not very physical. But he's fast, he's elusive, and he can break one at any time. He honestly seems to fit the mold of the type of running backs that Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel have gone after in their career. Think of like the Elijah Mitchells and the um, Raheem Mostert, his own teammate, where they're kind of smaller, but kind of fast, really good at running outside zone. That's kind of like what Shanahan and Mike McDaniel like, right? So I do think that A-Chain, if he's able to like wrangle away some of the snap share and opportunity share from Moster and Wilson is going to be a productive fancy player. But the problem is, and the bottom line for the Dolphins running back field heading into 2023 is that the Dolphins may be able to support two top 30 fancy running backs, but not three. And so as it stands right now with all three running backs healthy and on the roster, I struggle to see the value in all three of those backs. I also do not know how to handicap the situation. I don't know how to project their snap and opportunity shares heading into next season. I just don't know what to predict for it. And so what I think you can end up with is, you know, just kind of an average outcome of all three of them at about 35 to 40%. And if they were all three get about that and be reasonably effective in like fairly equal ways, then I would have them in order, Moster, A-Chain, and Jeff Wilson as my running backs 39 through 41 heading into the 2023 season. I can't rank them any higher than that while they're all three there and they're all three kind of stealing from each other in terms of carries and opportunities. So that is where I have all three of them. I do think all three of them make for more interesting best ball picks than redraft fancy picks because in best ball, all you need is for, you know, Devin A. Chain to break a 75-yard running. Congratulations, you made your best ball lineup the week. Or all you need is one of them to be hurt and, you know, Raheem Mostert gets a 70% carry share and he got 20 fancy points. Congratulations, you made your best ball lineup. I think those they're definitely more intriguing picks in best ball where you don't have to rely on them week in and week out as opposed to a redraft lead where you may be stuck starting these guys when you don't want to because you don't know what's going to happen. Let's talk about wide receivers. So last year, the Dolphins had two top 10 fantasy wide receivers. That, that's a typo, it should say in 2022. So the Dolphins had two top 10 fantasy wide receivers in 2022 and no others in the top 80. Those two top 10 receivers, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, should come as no surprise. There were five individual weeks where both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle both finished in the weekly top 10, and four of those five weeks were in Tua Tagovailoa starts. The two of them were able to have ceiling weeks together when Tua was a starter quite regularly. There were also seven weeks where two Dolphins wide receivers both finished in the top 25 
for the week. Now, most of those were Hill and Waddle, but there was one where Trent Sherfield snuck in and stole one away from, I believe it was Waddle. But the bottom line is this, both the Dolphins wide receivers, they can be productive with each other in the lineup, but it really comes down to only those two Dolphins wide receivers. Because Tyree Kill was elite last season. He finished 2022 as wide receiver two overall and in fantasy points per game. He commanded a 31.6% target share, which was second in the league, and he led the league in yards per route run and deep targets. Translation, Tyree Kill was utilized at all levels of the field in all types of plays. He was thrown to deep, short, intermediate, and he was very efficient when he was throwing the football. And he was throwing the football quite a lot. That's pretty much exactly what you want from a fancy wide receiver, which is why he finished his wide receiver two overall. Now, Jalen Waddell finished his wide receiver nine overall and wide receiver 12 in fancy points per game. He did so with a 21.6% target share, which is about two thirds of what Tyreek Hill was. Waddell also had a similar average depth of target to Tyreek Hill. Like one was not targeted it is like significantly different level than the other. They were both in the 12s for average depth of target. So Waddle did get some deep targets as well. However, a high touchdown total, which could kind of figure in some regression, would place him as wide receiver 30 in expected fantasy points per game. The expected fantasy points per game number really didn't like Jalen Waddle because of his relatively low target share and his relatively high touchdown total with a teammate right next to him that was attaining much more targets than he was. Now, it is worth noting, though, that in his both of his seasons in the NFL so far, Jalen Waddle has finished as a top 15 wide receiver in fantasy in both of those seasons. So I really like the trajectory of his career. And I think that he's kind of in his young career so far established a pretty high floor. And Tyreek Hill, we know what he does. He's got a pretty high floor and a pretty high ceiling as well. So the bottom line heading into 2023 is that not only these are the only two Dolphins receivers on my radar, they are dominating the Dolphins passing game. They combined for over a 52 point or 52% target share. So these two guys dominate the Dolphins passing game, and they should continue to do so in 2023. They're the only team that I have with two top 10 wide receivers for this upcoming season. Tyreek Hill is my wide receiver three. Jalen Waddle is my wide receiver 10. In a dynasty league, I believe I would be more interested in Waddle than Tyreek Hill. I think it's much more likely that Waddle stays the rest of his career in Miami with Tua and with this offense under Mike McDaniel. And, and I think that if Tyreek Hill were to ever move on, then Waddle would be the natural recipient of a lot of those targets and a lot of that attention. So I really do like Jalen Waddle in dynasty formats. I think both these guys are very draftable in best ball formats as well. All right, that does it for the 2023 Miami Dolphins preview. Yes, I know I'm not doing tight ends because the Dolphins probably aren't going to be throwing to a tight end very much this year. So just hitting the high notes with the wide receivers. Thank you guys for watching this far. Hopefully, I've been able to give you guys some information that will help you know how and where and when to draft the Dolphins players, whether you play Redraft Dynasty or Best Ball. Now, if you like what you saw on YouTube, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. It helps me out a lot. If you're listening to the podcast on audio form, please rate and review. Again, helps me out a lot. I really do appreciate it. And if you listen to me talk about Best Ball and you want to give it a shot, use my promo code on underdog, mconley88. You'll get your first deposit matched up to $100. And if you liked all this information that I gave you here on this episode, episode. I've got my full ranks and my full draft guide available on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. It's a lot cheaper than going out and buying a magazine or going out and buying any other fancy football uh, premium website. You can use the ranks in the draft guide and just get what you need from that. I promise it'll help you win your drafts this year. All right, that does it for this episode, guys. Next up, 
I forgot to change this on the PowerPoint. Next up is going to be the New York Jets, which should be a very fun one because we got a new quarterback. We got a lot of interesting things going on in New York. So should be an interesting one. Hope you guys come back for that one. Thank you guys for watching and listening to this one, and I will see you next time.